Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is, you better be ready on that button. You better be ready on the MMS because this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Guys, you're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Make sure you drink responsibly. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is the wonderfully delicious. Hey, Doug McCain, DMac underscore LA. It feels like we haven't done one of these in a thousand years because we kind of haven't. Doug, how you doing on this it's fine Taco Tuesday? I'm doing great. Love me some Taco Tuesday. I love the lasers background, a little kaleidoscope Star Wars <laughs> action. Kind of gives you some who wants to be a millionaire vibes. Love it, though. Shout out to our guy, <laughs> Gary Lee, that. for getting that, getting down with that. But hey, man, yeah, Dodgers. New look stream for you guys here. Uh, new look stream. Man, I like the layout. I'm feeling I got the baseball, a lot of movement. And the most important thing, we got the comments, you guys down below. But yeah, I mean, kind of road trip that we had to talk about. I mean, some tough opponents, but you make the most out of that. You come home and Bobby Miller look good again. I'm excited about Bobby Miller. This guy's electric. I'm ready to talk about him. Yeah, we got Bobby Miller. We got to talk about some other little um, um, bits and pieces of things that have happened around the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, some health updates. We got to talk probably a little bit about Gavin Stone. That would be in the roster updates pocket of things. And hey, we've reached roughly the one third season mark. So let's talk about some things where we're surprised, things where we were wrong in our preseason predictions, and uh, or maybe we were right in some of those things. So. Before we get into the show, we ask that uh, you rate and review this uh, podcast. We happen to listen to it on any of your podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of spots. And do subscribe. The best way to watch us, in our opinion, is here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment. All that kind of stuff really helps us out. Really helps out the channel and gets this guy brand new Dodgers polos. Yes. So find some comments. Find some comments. Also, drop it in the comments. Let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight, guys. We really want to keep the comments about the team and team exclusive, team specific. We're not touching any of the stuff that's going on. We are not going to talk about it even slightly. So don't bring it up. Just if you want to to talk about it, go elsewhere. We are not touching any of it. It's not our place. We're not talking about it. We're talking about the team. We're talking about baseball being played. So thank you respectfully. We appreciate that. But yeah, look, you know, I bring my facts to the fight and Trace Albin season did just that. He says Trace Thompson is has the greatest on-base percentage of all time, all time in his last four plate appearances. So, hey, nice cherry-picking there, but you are right. It was nice to see him turn things around. We got uh, Anthony King. Yo, that graphic on the screen is fire, though. Yeah, it looks definitely really good times. It looks cool. Got some blue lasers up in the mix. I'm feeling it, too. We got the still too dependent on the home run. That's from B.C., very interesting. I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look at the home run ball. Dodgers, over 50% of their runs are via that home run ball. But, hey, that's really the nature of Major League Baseball. Now we got BC talking about Alex Vesio. We'll talk about Vesio. We have an update on him. We got Robert Alexander over on YouTube who says, Bobby Miller, Ben Fire, keep it going, kid. We got Craig Osterberg. Barnes is the Pat Beverly of the Dodgers. I don't know about that because Austin Barnes provides some value. Pat Beverly at the end really was just getting cardio out there for the Lakers. So I disagree with you on that one, Craig. But we got uh, what's Bickford's ERA fix our starting rotation from Kevin Uhas. 
We got Anthony Keene. Oh, the comments in the middle looks dope. Yeah, filling this new lip. You guys got to get some change in with the new. I like the comments. You guys are front and center right there. And like I said, you guys are a big part of the show. So we definitely want to feature you guys as much as possible. Yeah, but- sh- hey, shout out to Gary like you already did. Shout out Gary Lee, boss man, putting in some work, uh, prettying up the show, giving it a different vibe, different feel. And uh, you guys have some fun with it. Hopefully we all have some fun with it. Let's get. I saw a comment that says that I should be in the bullpen right now. Daniel, Daniel, uh, uh, saying on YouTube, can we add Clint to our bullpen? I hear he throws nothing but heat. I got a shoulder thing right now, I'm working through it. I'm, I'm down on the velo. It's down right now. We're gonna be back at you. Throwing, throwing. Just go and rub your shoulder against Bobby Miller. Maybe some of that velo will rub off. I don't want to do anything to affect yeah. that kid. Kid is fuego. We need that boy. We need yeah. him he- happy, healthy, and away from me. Just share some. I mean, he's a good teammate. Share some Vila <laughs> with my man Clint over there. Uh, I don't know. It says, what's Bickford's ERA? What is his ERA? I don't know at the top of my head, but, I mean, he's had some, there. some rough starts, some rough appearances. But, yeah, I mean, Phil Bickford, I think expectations for him. You want him to be a guy who eats innings, who is a rubber arm like he was last season. You're not expecting too much from him, but it is definitely higher than Cody Bellinger on 420. It's a 648 <laughs> ERA at the moment. The whip is at 1,600 through 25 innings of work. But he's one of those guys where you'll see him go out there and he'll get roughed up and then he'll put together a couple of salt innings. So, yeah, I mean, the variance on Phil Bigford definitely is something that hurts for him. And, yeah, for him, it's really just struggling with that command. But, yeah, his inning is definitely high. And hopefully we get some good news. Guys come back. Daniel Hudson, guys like Alex Vesio look like yeah. he did down the stretch last season. You don't have to rely on the Phil Bickfords of the world. Yeah, AV, the real AV is back. We'll talk about that in a second. Craig Osterberg brought it up in the chat saying Vesia, uh, Vesia is coming back. Michael Carrillo asking if Vesia still sucks. What do they do? They have options. <laughs> he, he has a, an option here. They can send him up and down uh, up to, what is it, five times. Five so, times, yeah. Uh, I feel better about him this time through, but we'll talk about that in a second. Got some thoughts Terry, on that for sure. Our good friend Terry Hesticles says Dodgers sweeping <laughs> the name. Nationals. I like it. I like it when the Dodgers sweep teams. That, you know, losing Revenge for 2019. Losing the, uh, losing the series there to, to uh, end the road trip. You want to you come back and beat a team you need to beat like these nationals 22 win team got to take advantage yeah have to take advantage especially when <clears throat> you look at that road trip where you go under 500 at four and six but a lot of those games are winnable you look at that sunday game where it was basically the last team to score wins 11 to 10 in absolute shootouts like they were playing with aluminum bats out there so yeah you definitely want to make up for that with these home games and that is when you look at the schedule it is starting to soften up a little bit yes the the yankees have played well of late they just beat the padres twice they won seven of their last 10 games but for the most part you're playing a lot of under 500 teams it's a great opportunity to build some separation i call this separation season and right now you can't get some separation if you take care of these wins at home and the nationals yeah you go out there take care of business this is a team that they're not a contender. They're a team that you should absolutely beat. And you saw that last night. And credit to Bobby Miller. He, he played a big role in that. And this offense stepping up when it did. Yeah, Bobby Miller. Just dude is a dude. But I'm not, again, I'm still not ready yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about Just him. Just a tease. Let's, let's, a tease. Um, let's look a little bit, I guess, at the National Series. Of course, you got, you got Tony Gonsolin going tonight. After that, you got Syndergaard going against Patrick Corbin tomorrow. You feel pretty good about going against Corbin. You feel pretty good about going against this Jake Irvin kid who's never faced the Dodgers, but he's also been pretty rough to start his, his major league uh, career, but has won, has only started one game on the road so far in his career and was very, very good in that one start scoreless uh five and a third or six and a third or something like that so check it out dodgersnation.com we've got a pregame article we do that every day give you all the stuff you need to know about uh about your team but back into the comments a little bit and then we'll get uh knee deep into the show i saw kevin Yuhas asking uh bring back 
Joe Kelly. Doug, what do you think about Joe Kelly? I was, you know what? I was thinking about this uh, in the shower the other day because that's where I think about Joe Kelly in my safe space. Yeah, I mean, we all know how popular he is. We know that he is the guy that became a hero. You saw murals. I mean, people wanted a statue erected for throwing at the trash throws. You love what he did. He was the guy who stepped up. Still, I mean, if you look at his numbers, a sub-5 ERA at 460, 15 and two-thirds innings. The whip is sub-1. If the Dodgers sustain some more injuries, if it looks like it's a possibility, you can bring him in. Of course, if you bring him in this that situation, you're not going to have to give up very much, especially if the White Sox are at where they're at and if you can find a way to get him in this roster. But I don't know. I, it's a thing where I almost think if he comes back and he struggles, it's almost like we're going to look back at ha what happened in 2020 and think to ourselves, yeah, we're not going to think as fondly of it. It's almost like, hey, that was a different chapter. You don't want to really get was. back with your ex in a situation where, yeah, you had some good times, but hey, the reality is the Dodgers, if they think he can be effective and they want to go that route, they could. But I will caution you by saying they do have some guys returning hopefully sooner than later, and they're not going to jump the gun on that. They're going to give those guys opportunities before they go out and get someone. And I think, too, if you want to go and find someone, if they're going to add someone, as far as to this bullpen, they're going to make an addition with a guy that's, a, I think, a little more of a high strikeout guy, a guy that has been more trusted this season. So I don't anticipate it. My heart says bring it back. My head says, is that really the best thing for this bullpen? I think the answer might be no. Yeah, I mean, we know how Joe Kelly is. He's real He's real up and down. He has his hot streaks. He has his cold streaks. Um, he's pitched pretty well this year. He's, I mean, I know he's uh, he's been kind of a pitching ninja darling because he's throwing everything like 1,000 miles an hour these days. I think he's got 102 running gas now with that sick bender that for some reason when he was a Dodger threw like 90, you know, curveballs in a row or whatever it was. But the numbers aren't too bad. I mean, the the ERA is ugly on on Joe Kelly, but uh, you know, FIP loves him, 2.46 over 15 innings. Um if if things don't work out getting somebody like Daniel Hudson back, if Alex Reyes can't be healthy, maybe that's an option you explore. But I think the bullpen is okay enough right now to at least survive to trade deadline time. And hey, who knows? Maybe it's him. Maybe it's uh, your boy, Tim Anderson. Maybe it's Lucas Giolito. Yeah, Bring Dylan them all. C's. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could do go with, uh, a Chicago, Chicago White Sox fire sale. But I will say, yeah, I mean, the, that's the intriguing thing about Joe Kelly. And to your point, the velo is definitely electric. It's definitely up, averaging 98.8 miles per hour on that four-seamer. But I looked up the other day, opponents hitting 400 off of his fastball. Opponents are oh. slugging close to six. Uh, right. they're, they're slugging eight. <laughs> they're slugging 867 off that fastball. So it's not like he's throwing it. You know, tons of times throwing more slider these days than anything. That's a dominant pitch. The sinker as well. And the sinker has been relatively effective. But yeah, I just don't know at this point. I think, like I said, I still trust them to go out there and get the right pieces. When it comes to the bullpen, that's the least of my worries. They know how to cook that meal. They know where to shop at, which grocery stores to go, the recipe for it. We saw last year with Chris Martin. I'm not so sure. I think the variance of Joe Kelly and the dependability in the postseason, we've yeah. seen him be rock. We've seen him go down with injury. So I'm not so sure you want to put your weight on Joe Kelly. But yeah, come and have, have him come back and be like the designated. Have him come back just for the Astros series and throw it all the Trastros who are still there. And yeah, then we'll leave it at that. that that's all you got to really do. Uh, I don't know. Also, says bring back AJ Pollock now. We're, we're good on that regard. But I mean, maybe to replace Trace Thompson, whatever. We got a designated Twitter or a, a roundtable coming out later this week where we do dive into the, the hot streak and the return. Him. Trace Thompson, him. He's back. But let's get into the things we really wanted to talk about today. Uh, which is sleepy time. Doug, you look real tired. I want you to wear this fine Manta mask. Oh, I could use a nap. While I talk about it. Because, guys, at Manta Sleep, they make 
I love it. The synergy and you, the little graphic, you were putting it on at the same time you were really putting it on. Shout out uh, DJ producer Noel on the, on the keys today. But Manta Sleep makes the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep because you need sleep, feel pretty, look like Doug, work hard, work good. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize your sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Go check it out, mantasleep.com. You go there today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime, all day long if you want, because you're never gonna know when it's daytime. You're like a you're like a you know like a bird in a cage. You know, you just put the thing on, put your mantis sleep, you you're real happy and you use our promo code DN2023. Uh so you save some stuff. So mantasleep.com. Cool stuff. Welcome back, bud. I just had a dream that Bobby Miller threw a perfect game <laughs> in the World Series. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's, great. That, that would be his dream. That would be his dream. As, exactly. as you guys heard yeah. on, uh, here on Dodgers Nation <laughs> TV in the past. But let's talk about the latest in Dodgers Nation. We got some injury updates today. Julio Urias literally seconds ago threw off a mound at Dodger Stadium. They, Dave Roberts said it was touch and feel. Um, but coming into focus, it looks like hopefully the series in Philadelphia where none of us were born and raised. He could be uh, activated by then. So he's got another weekend, but about you know pushed a week uh, a weekend back, which isn't too bad. Uh, gives him time to really heal up that hamstring and hopefully work out some of the mechanical issues or whatever was going on because he's not been the Julio we we've seen in the past. I can't say the Julio we expected because I did not. I expected a higher ERA season from him. You guys know in our preseason predictions, but getting closer. Really need that guy back. You need some some rotation help. I don't know how sold you are on Gavin Stone or, or uh, uh, Michael Grove, but we'll talk about him in a second. Walker Bueller, I think we already talked about it at some point, but he's trying to come back in, in September as a starter. Don't don't buy in on that one. I don't. I, it's what 12, 13 months coming back from your second Tommy John. Probably not going to happen. But um, Gavin Stone, of course, the big news, the roster update today. Sent back down to AAA, not surprising at all. It's probably the right call. Kind of surprising to see Alex Vesia back up, I guess. But um, with that, you, you pretty much now have your rotation set. And we're going to talk more about the Dodgers and the Yankees series later in the show. But you have your rotation set. It's going to look probably like Kershaw, Grove, and then uh, Bobby Miller, who's now going to remain in the starting rotation. Dave confirmed it today. He will be taking Dustin May's spot, not Gavin Stone, as it was originally going to be. So Gavin Stone thoughts. Got blown up on the Peacock game. Not a fan of the 11-20 East Coast start, apparently. 14.4 uh, ERA and three starts. We were hoping for better, but not everybody comes up and just hits the ground running. Yeah, I think with Gavin Stone, my first thought is, one, do you really wish that on any pitcher making their debut going up against the Phillies at home, the Braves on the road, the Rays on tough. the road, a it's relentless tough. lineup. Definitely was a tough situation, but I will say it doesn't look like he's quite ready. You want to put him in the oven a little longer, <laughs> let him cook a little bit down there and try to find a way to fix that fastball command to continue to develop that third pitch. And that is going to be key for his success because he can't get by on just that filthy changeup. And he doesn't have the margin for error that Bobby Miller has. Yes, he has a nice fastball, but he's not pumping triple digits. And also too, he's leaving stuff out over the plate. But I will say my Michelada half full silver lining positive 
take on this is, look, he did go just two innings. He needed 57 pitches to get six outs, but I will say 18 swings and misses in two innings, three strikeouts. That is what they like about him. That is the potential they see in him, yeah. and they know that if you find a way to mix that changeup in that fastball, get a third pitch, then at some point he's going to be effective and he's going to be a key contributor. But look, the reality right now is he's just not there yet. He needs to continue to take all the coaching. I want him to look at all every single pitch, break it down, look at the location, look at the command, look at the mechanics, and do the work. Put in that work, and then when you get your opportunity, you're going to look okay. Because, look, he was the flavor of the month last month. He was the pitcher that every Dodger fan was so excited yeah. for. Now Bobby Miller shows up, and they're like, Gavin who? Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's Gavin Stone, right? Yeah, so. it, it, I mean, it is funny how, how these things kind of work out um, where everybody felt – you know, Stone was seasoned. He was the guy who was going to be more ready. Dave Roberts, hundred percent, did not want Bobby Miller up here yet. Not, not that he didn't want it. Just he hadn't pitched enough. He's only thrown what 186 innings at the minor league level. He's only thrown, I think, like eight games at, yeah. at the AAA level. They wanted to get him a little bit more. Circumstance happens. You get this kid up, and and you know, it looks like they. I mean, they've put so much work in on Bobby Miller not to say they haven't on the rest of their prospects but they put so much work in on Bobby Miller you know he talked to uh, Kirsten Watson about uh, how beneficial that um, that uh, stay hot camp the uh, the alternate side at USC you see USC trash yep uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that alternate camp was after he was drafted in, in uh, 2020 and um, you know again it They've, they've built this dude kind of sort of from the ground up. He already had some some really good tools, and, you know, you're seeing the fruits of their labor. You know, already had the praise, the the, the Dodgers front office uh, episode last week after Bobby's uh, after Bobby time debut. But uh, you really like what, he's, what you're seeing out of this guy, and, you know, <laughs> that's how baseball works, man. You don't know how these seasons are going to play out. Stone, it was going to be Stone. You saw him absolutely tear the – well, pitch the cover off the ball, I guess you would say, on the pitching side in spring training, 14 strikeouts and what, seven, eight innings or whatever it is. Like you're talking about the, the swing and misses there. But you also got to be able to miss some more bats. And uh, Bobby's doing that right now. They're hitting it hard. Yeah, you, you do fear that regression. But we're going to stay positive and say yeah, Bobby's going to be fine. I also wanted to point out, I like Anthony Keene's comment here. It says, don't doubt the power of the brotherhood of the traveling tight pants. So that is... That was in response to Walker Bueller, but B milled goes hard, hard in the paint on the tight pants. He definitely does. But I will say too, one thing about Gavin Stone is two outs, two strikes. I mean, he was so close to getting out of that inning with all the damage. And we've seen that as a reoccurring theme, just getting so close, but just needing that put away pitch. Yeah. He gets that, that truly unlocks him. So don't sell your Gavin Stone stock. Don't think that this He's kid is it going to be a core member of this rotation and he's dominated at every single level throughout his career it's just he needs more seasoning and we also see what i always talk about when you have the goods like bobby miller doesn't matter what mound you're at doesn't matter what level yet it's going to play up but you don't have that margin forever so gavin stone he's going to be just fine i believe in stoner but yeah he's gonna need more time to me it's like but i just love the fact that like we're talking about it's like the the boyfriend looking over his shoulder meme, right? And we were with Gavin Stone. We saw Bobby Miller for one day, and then boom. Yeah. It's it really, all about Bobby Miller. It's Bobby's it world. really extremely was like, like how quick 
everything shifted to Bobby Miller. I mean, even with Dave Roberts, as, a, as a, he says, you know, hey, they're going to go with him now to replace Dustin yeah. May while he's out for a few. Gavin Stone was the new kid in uh, the new kid at school. He was a popular. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, he's been here for forever. He's not a good. Uh, right call to send him down now. Do you think they should have given him maybe one more start in L.A.? Would have been against the Yankees. But do you think they should have given Stoner one more start? I think it was absolutely the right call because at some point you're going to shake the confidence a little bit, and I yes. think that's the most important thing. He did look a little like look a little rattled, looked a little rattled, and that's Tampa. that's the thing I impress that's impressed me most about this guy. I mean, you saw him against the Braves, gain those key double plays. The Phillies responding well after that rough inning. So that definitely has been something that's impressed me is his ability to stay composed, to stay poised on the mound. But at some point, if you're getting roughed out, each and every out getting roughed up, that's going to take its toll. And you're on a Sunday night game on ESPN. You're on a, a nationally get televised game on Saturday. You don't want to get roughed up by the Bronx Bombers and this Yankees offense. They're starting to get it going right now. So I think it's the right call. And I think, too, he knows what he needs to work on. That's the most important thing. It's not some big esoteric of what's wrong with Gavin Stone. It's simple. You don't need to be Mark Pryor and these pitching coaches to know that, hey, we know what we need for this kid to be effective. He knows that. It's just about putting in the work and executing at this point. Getting a couple of comments here. Uh, flat underscore life on YouTube says Miller just uh, he keeps throwing that hard. He's going to need uh, Tommy John worried about the velo. Are you worried about the velo? Look, there's two pitchers and two kinds of pitchers in Major League Baseball. There's pitchers that have had Tommy John surgery and pitchers that will have Tommy John surgery. <laughs> this is the velo revolution. You can't think that way. He's 24 years old. Yes, things happen. You're not supposed to throw that little pill that has the red stitches that fast. At some point, yeah. bad things are going to happen to your arm. The human body wasn't designed to do this. So, yeah, I mean, what do you want him to do? Take some off there? Do you want him to throw 95? Because that's how you would actually get yourself injured. So I think, though, there is something to be said about I think you do bring up a really good point, though. You definitely want to sharpen your mechanics as much as you can. And if you look at video of Bobby Miller when he's coming out of Louisville versus today, they have made strides with smoothing out that delivery. And the fact they're doing that, the fact that he's more effective and he's more comfortable with that delivery, I think that'll help him avoid injury. But you can't think that way. I mean, he's 24 years old. I mean, at some point, you got to take the kid gloves off. You got to take the bubble wrap off and see what these guys have. I'm so tired of letting these guys just cook down there. And I yeah. think, too, Bobby Miller, I think it was bored down at AAA. I truly do. Uh, After what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that uh, with big leaguers in the past where it's like they're, the numbers aren't so hot at AAA or AA, and they come to the bigs, and they just show out. It really was Miller time with this kid. Another one, Robert Alexander wants to talk about Stone for a second longer, saying Stone still needs, uh, still needs some work on one pitch. Doesn't make uh, or still needs some work. One pitch doesn't make you unhittable. Still needs to perfect his bag of tricks to make him better. Yeah, you'd like to see one more, uh, one more. I mean, he has a slider. You'd like to see them maybe use it a little bit more, but he's still got to locate. Uh, he still got to locate fastball. All uh, starts uh, with the fastball. A, a, a bit better off of that, and then that. That I mean, I I still also think we have not seen the best uh, split change from him yet. So yeah, like it's it's been kind of looping. He you know he mentioned after his first big league start, it was, he didn't have the feel for it, and that is a billion percent a field pitch. Yeah, no, absolutely a, a major field pitch, and it, that's what's so key, especially pitch. at this level. But also too, Clint, it's not like he has the Ryan Pepio type changeup that has all that east to west run or anything like that. His is about the tumbling. It's the fact that it falls off the table and that's based off your fastball command. So the fastball command is going to lead to a more effective changeup. Once he has those two pitches locked in, then you can talk about the slider. He told us during spring training he was working on a curveball to keep mm -hmm. hitters off balance. So yeah, I'm a little surprised surprised 
that and it's enticing too because at the minor league level you'll see tweets oh yeah 24 swings and misses 10 strikeouts and you see baseball america saying he has the best changeup in yeah. the sport a 148 era yeah if you're tempted to go with that superpower but you need to get that utility belt and filled up with other pitches out there to be a superhero at this level what happened with clayton kershaw yeah when he came up in 2008 he had what eight nine starts they sent him back down joe torrey told him you got to learn another pitch joe torrey don mattingly Shout out Don Mattingly for being a part of this conversation too. You got to <laughs> learn another pitch or you're not going to be back up here. Yeah. Goes back down for th- what? Three, four more starts. Comes back up. Clayton Kershaw, we know. Shout out to Don Mattingly <laughs> He just effed around and, you know, picked up a, a Hall of Fame slider. That's that's fun right Oh, my there. God. But, um, cutter. Cutter. <laughs> it, it really is a cutter. Shout out to Don Mattingly. I always say there's good managers, there's bad managers. <laughs> then there's Don Mattingly. There really is. Did you see the uh, any of the the uh, Bleacher Report, the BR Live thing, the conversation with Mookie and um, and uh, Kirsch? Yeah, I did see that. Of course, he, this guy's a sick, sick mofo. It's not He's that easy cons- to get, though. It, it, I, it, I had to dig. I don't like to dig, man. Really, hey, I like to find on my YouTube. Vince, make it a little easier for us. Buddy. Yeah. But um, one of the things uh, uh, that I really enjoyed from that is that Kirsch did talk about, you know, the slider. And he's like, it's like, yeah, I think it was on that at least. But it's like, yeah, I kind of it's, it's a cutter. I just don't like calling it a cutter. Maybe it wasn't on that. I don't know. But anyways, watch things on the Internet, especially <laughs> watch us um, back to the news again. Stone down. Not going to make that start against the Yankees. Alex Vesia back up. He's been good since being down at AAA. Had the really bad first outing at 3A. Um, five runs, one out in a game. Looked really bad. Um, since nine scoreless appearances. 18 strikeouts over, I think it's 10 and a third or nine and a third innings. Um, walks you know, five. You wouldn't want him to maybe walk five over 10 innings, but it is what it is. He's canned a lot of dudes. Uh, will Alex Vesey be here to stay? I'm going to say yes, because I'm basing this on history. History is going to repeat itself once again. Last year, he struggled in May. He struggled in June, had an ERA over four, went down there, fine-tuned some things, and he was lights out for the remainder of the season. I think you bring up a great point in the walks and the hits, five hits, five walks in that stretch. As long as he keeps runners off the base pass, he's going to be affected because, hey, let's look. Justin Brule definitely looks solid. He's had his moments this year, but also, too, when it comes to pure stuff, when it comes to the late life on his fastball, mm-hmm. I like Alex Vesia when he's actually synced up, when he actually is dialed in better than I like Justin Brule. So, yeah, I think that he's a guy that's shown that he's fallen off. He's struggled. He's slumped, but he's pulled his way out of that slump. And for him, the big key is that fastball on the black, on the edges, and you saw up in the zone, working up in the zone. If you look at a lot of the the footage of him, a lot of the videos of him down at the minor league level, he's back to doing that once again. So, yeah, it's not like he's throwing 99-100, but his his fastball plays up because it has that late life. So I'm very confident Alex Vez. I think he's got the juice. I want to see that fire, that passion off the mound. I want to see him get pumped. I want to see him back out there doing it for the Dodgers. And I think, hey, another lefty guy that you can trust in, that's going to be big. So, yeah, my answer, I think he's going to be back. Andrew Wall says that's an L take. Uh, F Vesia, Vesia, bro. That's look, rude, John Wall. No, I'll respond to that. You are, Andrew Wall. I'll respond to that. Hey, look, I mean, Alex Vesia, you saw last season, he looked worse at the big league level at one point, only to go down there. If you look at his numbers, last 25 and two-thirds innings, I mean, this guy was absolutely lights out, also has that playoff experience. So, yeah, I don't anticipate. I think the big thing, too, I mean, look, Alex Vesia, you can't not mention the fact that 
the pitch clock was an adjustment, and I think that it's going to take more than two, three, four, five appearances to adjust to that. So if you look at the velo, if you look at the spin, if you look at his mix, all things are correctable. So yeah, hey, I'll we'll look back at this, and we'll see if that truly is an L take. I think it'll be a W take, in my opinion. I, I think it's going to be back. It's in the I best gonna, interest. I, I think it's going to be Alex Wesia. Oh, Alex Wesia. Uh, do, do we have a boo button, I think? Don't mess you with Wesia. He's got it. There, that works. Thank you. Appreciate. We appreciate Noel, despite all the hey, oh yeah, things thank you, this Noel. guy says. Um, I wanted one more thought on the, the Bobby Miller thing. So we're not too far away from uh, Julio coming back. We don't know what the immediate future is going to look like, um, or the near future, I should say, with Dustin May. Kershaw is going to be around until he gets hurt at some point. <laughs> It's Kershaw, and that's just how baseball works with him, unfortunately. Noah Syndergaard is still a problem. Anyways, you have Bobby Miller. He's he's a, he's a dude. You got Michael Grove coming back. He hasn't pitched well as a big leaguer, but you have a lot of uh, starting pitcher options. Do you think this team will need to trade for a starter uh, at the deadline? Or is I, it too early? I still think it's... I, I still think you're going to need to trade for another starter because I think if you truly are all in on this team, you want to give yourself some insurance. You want to have that contingency plan in the event that one, another starter goes down. So you protect yourself from that. And let's be honest, we don't want it to happen. We hope that it doesn't happen, but there are a lot of starters in this rotation that have been prone to injury in the past. So let's say you're after the deadline and someone like a Kershaw or Gonsolin goes down. If Dustin May doesn't come back and look the part, or if he comes back at all, if you're not going to get anything from Walker Buehler later, and Ryan Pepe and Michael Grove, some of these other guys, who are your frontline guys in the starting rotation for the postseason? So I still think if you can go out there and get a starting pitcher, I think that's always the move if it's a possibility. And we've seen that from this team. We've seen Andrew Freeman go out there and get a U Darvish type when they felt like they needed to. So we have history in the past of going out and getting a starting pitcher. But on that note, I do think that Bobby Miller definitely changes the conversation. Yeah. I think what we saw in 2018 with Walker Bueller, we saw Walker Bueller lights out in game three at Dodger Stadium. And hey, if Walker Bueller comes back, I don't know what pants he's going to wear because Bobby Miller's wearing them at the moment, but I still think it should be Miller time. And some of the things that have really changed my thought process on this is, yeah, I knew Bobby Miller was going to be good. What I didn't expect was the command that he was going to have on his five pitches. He has a true command on his pitch mix. And I think too, when you look at it yesterday, he threw 42 fastballs and no, he threw, he threw, yeah, he threw 42 fastballs and he threw 45, no, he threw 42 off-speed pitches. And that was a combination of change-up sliders and curveballs. He threw 18 change-ups, 14 sliders and 10 curveballs. He threw 45 fastballs. So he's not going to that pitch when you need him. You saw his last punch out against the Braves was a slider inner half you saw the curveball yesterday so he has that in his bag and to me that's how you're going to have that's how you're going to be able to go deeper into games that's how you're going to be able to give you a quality start yesterday was the dodgers first quality start since may 13th okay bobby miller they are going to need trade for starter aren't they i mean look i mean just look at i mean he was he was efficient he was efficient he allowed one run and also two he allowed no more than one batter to reach each base and after that first and after that second inning there. So he's a guy that's not working with traffic. And when he did against the Braves, he worked around traffic 
each of those first four innings against Atlanta. He held them to 0 for 6 with two strikeouts with runners in scoring position. So a couple things I've seen from him early on is he can pitch and be effective with runners on base. That is something that at the minor league level, you've seen his velo dip, you see his effectiveness dip, you see him have missed less bats with runners on base. That hasn't been the case at the big league level. So I think there is no question about it. Miller time has to happen. I mean, we know that we know that uh, we know that Miller highlight that's the champagne of beers. And I think that he can help the Dodgers have a locker room champagne party in the World Series. So I definitely feel like he absolutely if he continues to pitch like this, you have to leave him in this rotation. You have to give guys these opportunities. And we've seen Fernando Valenzuela. I mean, anytime someone comes up in this organization has success, there's no reason to send him down. So I absolutely think when you look at his future, he stays up. I think it's a no brainer. I don't even think you think twice about it. I also think, too, we're early enough where he's a dark horse candidate to be the rookie of the year winner. Oh, oh, we're throwing it out already. Two starts and we got. Why not? Dark horse. He could be our Hall of Famer. Get the buzz. By the way, shout out to the people. Some of the people caught it when I was joking around last week. It's like, is he a Hall of Famer? It's like, obviously, we're playing. You have to have the conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two starts in. Two for starts. Sure. You know what? I really, I really get excited about the idea of Walker Bueller and Bobby Miller in the rotation together. Whew, that's gonna be a fun time. Sarah Morris, friend of the stream, she says uh, yes. The Dodgers need to trade for a starter because they have so many question marks in the starting rotation, which was something we talked about. I talked about a good amount about uh, heading into the season when I started. You know, we we started kind of really digging into the team and I got myself scared about how bad the bullpen was going to look and and just some of the pieces like the outfield not looking all all that good but if you start getting a little healthy if it looks like Walker Bueller is trending the right way maybe you don't but uh I I I, I think uh that's uh Hornitos comment of the day that's the fire taker from Sarah Morris thank you Sarah they do need to trade for a starting pitcher. And of course they do, because that gives this guy, right? Right, hold on. I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for the camera to switch. I could go to Doug. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Almost. There it is. Wait for that guy to be able to drop all that sweet, sweet. I'm down. Trade deadline content. Oh, you're getting it no matter what. <laughs> no, no matter if they what. They don't got a story, then they'll make one. <laughs> Where's Bobby Graham? Oh, man. No, guys, but I mean, absolutely. Selling. Look, absolutely. I mean, look, is I mean, selling, selling. Even right. if Bobby Miller lives up to the hype, he lives up to the potential. And I think that he brings something that transcends just being a great player. I love the Cortez cleats last night i thought that was fire love the show tattoos love the show chains i think he's also he improved with the media one. after game one he, yeah this is a dude that that belongs 
Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this right here another one, uh, another Hornitos Let's fire go. take from Roy Estrada saying Yo. Freddie Freeman should be in the MVP conversation. Easily. Keep, keep an eye out. Again, later this week, we have a, a roundtable coming with me, this guy, and the legendary Noah Cameras, where we talk about Freddie and kind of hint at that whole MVP conversation. So keep an eye out here on YouTube.com. So it's Dodgers Nation TV. Uh, before we switch gears and move on a little bit, um, really good comments coming in here. Appreciate you guys, as always, in the chat. I did see one earlier asking, where is the old school L.A. Uh, logo? It's actually behind me right now. So we got a secondary set coming together, bits and pieces moving. So, so keep an eye out for the latest of... I don't know, this is like iteration 7004 of, of DNHQ that you guys have seen me go through, Doug go through, all of them. So it's always fun. Keep yeah. it changing, keep it fresh. We got to have like a DN studio tour or something if you want to see it. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. no, that's, that's it. In the Oh, we don't want to get we don't want to get demonetized here. Or oh yeah, have, exactly. DMC will come after us. Yeah, I don't want UMG to take all of our money. Because as Noah says, where the super chat's at, guys, don't don't give us your money. That's just rude. But Mysterio says, I'm waiting for the Willie Adamas and Corbin Burns trade. Any thoughts? Well, you got you haven't been watching Doug for the last year and a half. He, he is all in on Willie Adamas and Corbin Burns. But will they trade? It's hard to say that they will because they are in first place in a very, very uh mid uh nl central right now josh get friend of the show saying can we call up landon knack after stinker guard gets lit up again tomorrow if you're not paying attention to what's going on in that double a rotation you guys are missing out because that is that is a frightening rotation uh, of of some dudes that are that are men it's ridiculous. She and Frosso. I mean, these guys are absolutely electric. Our and it boy shows. Nick Nistrini, Our boy Kyle, Nick Nistrini, Kyle Hart, Hurt. And everyone said a couple years ago when the Dodgers basically said, we're just taking pictures. We're just going to draft yeah. pictures. And these are all lottery tickets, and we're going to see which ones are winners. They have a lot of winners. They have yeah. a lot of guys who are going to be key contributors. But there is a pecking order. We're not we're not to those guys, but the fact that they have gone promoted, the fact that they are going to have their opportunities and face better competition, it's about, it's about the process. Is it better competition at AAA? Hey, I'll, you know, I'm just well, throw it back piece, out yeah. there. We talked about it before uh, with with Clayton Kershaw. You know, he came straight from Double A. I miss the good old days where pitchers came back, like Michael Grove up. last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe not that one, but still, <laughs> back in the day, they would come up from Double A, and uh, you know, they'd show out. Just, yeah, just saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that's when you create the level of depth that the Dodgers have created. You're not going to see that as much in modern day baseball with the prospects that they do have. But I will say that this system, I think Bobby Miller absolutely profiles as a future ace level starter. I think there's no question about that at this point. I, when I go to sleep at night, I dream every single night of a rotation that has Walker Buehler next year and Bobby Miller no, and Shohei Otani. I do it in the shower too. Okay, right. I do when Let's I'm driving. Start. I do it during the show. I do it 24 seven, but just thinking about the potential of this starting rotation and Dustin May and, and Gavin, and 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 um Gavin Bobby Stone Miller if he figures Gavin, out yeah. if Tony Gonsolin continues to make progress. And it is an embarrassment of pitches on this in the starters throwing, rotation. Throwing hopefully a knock on desk healthy Dustin May at yeah. some point. It, yeah. It, just, there's some there's some bodies. So would you agree here with Andrew Wall, who now we're not mad at, even though we weren't mad at him when he questioned your L, I'm never mad at that, If you watch the postgame show, we get like <laughs> shouting matches with people, and I love it because it's not an echo chamber, and we uh, can have Ooh. disagreements. We can have disagreements. Ooh. I love doing that Hell with these yeah. fans. Yeah. 
Hey, 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 this is your show. He's just yeah, hosting yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Wall said, Miller just got that dog in him. Definitely need to see much more of the stuff. Would you agree that he's got X dog in him? He's got X dog off the charts. He has the X swag off the Ooh. charts. This guy, I mean, he's just an absolute beast out swag there. Swag went down a little bit. He went to the shorts and flips uh, thought, on Monday. Uh, that, that's that's how, yeah, look, man. When he puts it all together, when he's on the mound, his cleat game is next level. And I think, too, the show tattoos i think the demeanor on the mound the fire that he has on the mound and two i think just his overall mound presence in moxie it's one of those things you can't identify it but you know it when you see it he absolutely has it i think there's no denying it at this point and i love the fact too that this is a perfect scenario for him to get in early and now you can start that hype train and say hey this guy could be a dude in the postseason. This guy could be a secret weapon. I'm not going to say he's have a Madison Bumgarner or a John Lackey or some of these rookies that here really went crazy like that. But you can't deny his pure raw stuff. There's a reason why he was a top pick. There's a reason why this is a guy that has had the hype surrounding him. But I think last year, the, all the talk was about Gavin Stone and that changeup, and rightfully so. But you're like, wait a second. This guy's breaking radar guns. This guy, his pitches are, we were talking 102 mile per hour fastballs. Yeah. No, he got that, he got that nasty. He's a, he's got that dog in him. He's a good boy. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, be, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth time, Gribble. Baby. Seth Gribble asks, is Blake Trinan, you got to switch camera there, Chief. Is Blake, Blake Trinan uh, still on the team? Yes. He is uh, working through, maybe, okay, there it is. Um, he is working through recovering from shoulder surgery that he had way too late in, in the off season when he should have had it at the start of last year in reality. But um, there's no real update on Trinan. I'm sure we'll, we'll probably see him around the team more closer to the all-star break. But um, what would you put like percentage wise of, of chances of seeing him this year, like in an active role in the bullpen? I mean, the fact that he's already had the surgery makes me feel better about him trying to have the PRP treatment and fix the shoulder that way and come back and be not effective like he was when he gave that home run to Cronenworth in the NLDS. But mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things. It's like Christmas. You've already opened all your presents, and then your mom comes down the stairs, and she has one more present. You have to look at it that way, that if you get it, it's icing on the cake. It's a cherry on top. But I would probably handicap it. I'd probably give it a a less than 50% chance, less than 50% chance, like 42% chance, something like that. But it's possible. I mean, he said that's, he's going to be much higher than I thought. I mean, Trinan said. With. I mean, Trinan said he said this is going to be a disappointing year if he doesn't pitch. We know they gave him a little more of an incentive to it after giving him that yeah. extension. And look, the reality is this is a guy that if he comes back, you're talking high leverage right away. What does that do with Evan Phillips' role? How will Daniel Hudson look like when he returns? Will they get something from Alex Reyes? So you're talking about high level, high upside arms, with a lot of potential. And if he's healthy, absolutely, you give him a shot because Dodgers, it's not like they're committed to him long term. It's not like they have this big Kenley five-year, $80 million investment in him. Come back. If his arm falls off of the mountain, so be it. But yeah, you want to see him come back and see what he has. As uh, as Keen said earlier, he's on that Netflix and chill uh, IL that I'm on right now. Uh, great. I mean, just a beautiful comment here. I enjoy that. I think everybody here in the room is going to enjoy as well. Roy Estrada said, can someone please give Thor the wrong start time? <laughs> wow. Yeah, 1210 uh, start tomorrow at Dodger Stadium for some. Uh, uh, I actually kind of like the afternoon starts, to be honest. Works out well. But anyways, that's a good comment. I like that. I, uh, Tell him it's Thursday, not Wednesday. Oh, uh, I don't even know what this means. Good. You guys explain this to me, but Eddie says you guys are the Oregon Ducks, ducks of sets. 
Oh, they changed you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that it was like the OMAT, the arena with all the trees be between the ferns where you can't see where we are, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's uh, it's good. It adds some spice. It, uh, I like it. It brings some new life to the show. Yeah. Yeah, I th I'm in. All in on it. Feeling it. Selling. I'm selling. I'm feeling, I like the baseball, though. I really like the baseball there. I saw a few comments that say uh, one eye Willie Adamas. Did he, did he, well, I haven't seen the update. Yeah. Um, how, how's uh, that all going? I, I know he got drilled. Yeah, I mean, he got hit. I mean, hopefully he's going to be okay. But, yeah, definitely definitely a little scared. I saw my trade deadline flash before my eyes there. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy would make it about himself, man. Dude, <laughs> um, you remember back in the day uh, before these kids were born? Now, you remember back in the day when Juan Encarnacion's career ended on in the on-deck circle? It's rough. That's some, uh, Be careful, guys. Wear your helmets. Wear your helmets, like man. They're just, yeah, duck. I believe we got something here from uh, that fool, Neil. What's going on, Noel? How you doing, bud? Hey, doing good, doing good. Good show, you guys. But oh, we have a we super chat. Let's go. Shout out the homie Daniel. He has a Yo. question for DMAC after giving us $5. Oh, oh what's up? Appreciate Give me a question. Daniel. What do you got? Give it to him. He said, DMAC, where can I get that hat you're wearing? We get a hat, man. Where do you live? I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send you this hat. Send him Cody's I'll have Clint, hat. I'll, I'll send Cody's hat. I'll have Clint autograph it. Get, no, get, I don't uh, need to be involved in this. But no, it's actually a custom lift for my friends over at hatlodge.com. Maybe we get some free ones because I said that. <laughs> and then we can give them out. You never know. You know people but, yeah. ask about the hat. Yeah, people do like the hat. I mean, people definitely like this hat. It's a fresh lid. But uh, I'll see what I can do, Daniel. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll work on that. You know, boss, DM me. boss man did did the things to uh, you know liven up and pretty up the set. Maybe yeah. he has. We also some have time blue to ones too. We have the blue ones that we we we, do. we. No, there's one up there, but like you don't, you're acting like they have inventory, bro. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's not sterile. Everything's <laughs> kind of a. Uh, it's like yeah, it's very house. rare, very rare. He lives but, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Shout out to one. Doug doesn't invite us to his house, guys. It's really rude, right? Isn't that rude? It's open invitation. Roll through any time. Watch the game, hang out. Watch, watch, watch the 07 watch. Dodgers, the Juan Encarnacion. Love that team. My guy, my guy. I like that. That's a good 07 one. Dodgers, baby. But we'll get hats at some point. We got to make that happen by uh, by the All Star break. That's what I'm deciding. We'll get hats, no cap. Was that? Did I say that properly? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm working um, on my lingo. Uh, Daniel asked, uh, "Super chat not working." I don't know. I'm lost. I I, I haven't seen uh, Carnivorous Lunar Activity says extend Clint and D Mac. I'm in. Thousand years, billion dollars. Give me that Bobby Bonilla contract. Let's <laughs> actually, I would. Yeah, I would. I would definitely take that one. Um, all right, let's let's get into the next big topic we wanted to talk about here on your Blue Haven show. We hit about the third of the season mark, third ish, we'll call it. What have we learned, Doug? Tell me things about this third of the season, and then ask me questions about it. <laughs> and let's do things like that. This is this is a hey, your show. I'm just hosting it. Yeah, I think the first thing we've learned from this team is that, yes, the record has exceeded everyone's expectations. You assume that, not you, I mean, just in general, a lot of people yeah, expected the yes, Padres yeah. will probably have a nice lead at this point, maybe two or three games. You probably, by the way, give you a lot of credit. The Diamondbacks, they've been Diamondbacks. a surprise team this year. We both felt good about that young roster taking a step forward. But, yeah, I think that's kind of the big <laughs> Best first. move they did, dumping Mad Bum. Yeah. And also, yeah, they can they can eat thirty five million dollars. So can the Dodgers for whatever they owe Noah Syndergaard at this point. But uh, that's a whole other topic. I digress. But yeah, if you look at this team as a whole, if you look at what they've been able to accomplish early on and kind of going through this gauntlet of playing those teams on the East Coast and you come back and you're still right up there at the top of the National League. I still feel like this team 
when you consider the injuries they've dealt with, when you consider how ineffective the starting pitching has been compared to last year, I think this team has exceeded expectations through the first third of the season. And I still think that they haven't even played their best baseball. I think the offense has carried, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But I still think this team has played with a quiet chip on their shoulder early on. I think they were reading all the hype about the Padres. I think they heard everyone saying, oh, the Dodgers. They ended the Dodgers' run. The Dodgers' demise. They beat them in the NLDS. They're done. They're going to rebuild. Forget the Dodgers. They're going to tank for Otani. But no, this team has come out, and it's just dead taxes and the Dodgers on top in the NL West. That's what you see, and I think they've exceeded expectations. Would you agree, Clint, though? In some ways. I mean, pitching has been mid. It's not been yeah. good. Starting pitching has has left a lot to be desired when you're looking at them statistically. Yeah, there's been a number of blow-up games that kind of the same way the Dodgers love inflating their run differential with, with you know 10-to-1 wins, maybe not as many this year, but... Uh, that's what's going on kind of with the pitching rotation. And, and you know, I remember uh, Buster telling you, Buster only, friend of the show, ESPN, big deal, you know, no big, big deal, no big. But uh, he was like, that's kind of a shock to see the Los Angeles Dodgers with, he didn't say, m you know, mid-starting pitching, but, you know, the the Brooklyn Dodgers are rolling over in their grave right now seeing the the, the numbers that this pitching staff has. So that, that's honestly a, a bigger surprise to me is how um, – how bad, I guess we can say, just by the fact of they're usually uh, the Dodgers pitching staff as a whole and definitely the rotation is at worst second best in baseball. And right now we're looking at a 14, 15, 16 spot in baseball. But otherwise, I mean, the offense has definitely been better than I thought. And it, it's getting contributions all around. It's it's fun to watch. It's, it's a dynamic offense. But that's what I would say. Uh, this is a more fun team to watch than last year and a more fun team than I thought it was going to be. Like I knew I, I had high hopes in some regards, but it's, it's cool to see different people helping out. Like every once in a while when your friend Miguel Vargas gets a hit. That to me has been the that. difference. I mean, I where would this that. team be without Miguel Vargas? <laughs> Let's be honest, early contender for team MVP. But no, first thing I want to touch on. From what you said, and I really like this, is that you say that, yeah, this team almost feel like a deeper connection. You feel like they're more interesting. I think this team is infinitely more interesting than last year's team, mainly because of all the debuts. We finally get to see how does Miguel Vargas play? How does James Altman? How does Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone play? I think the youth movement has been a topic that has really just continued to give all season long. And yes, they've had their ups and downs. Yes, we saw Bobby Miller has the hype right now. Gavin Stone, he hasn't performed as well as we'd expected. But I think to me, what I look at, just my overarching feeling towards the start of the season is what if I told you at the beginning of the year that the Dodgers were going to be 33 and 22, have the best record in the national league, be eight games better than the San Diego Padres. And still, as you said, have a pitching staff that has been mid at best. I mean, if you look at the Dodgers pitching so far this season, it is Nothing compared to last season. It pales in comparison. So far, a team ERA of 444. That's good for 21st in Major League Baseball. A 413 FIP. That's good for 11th. Opponents rating 246. That's good for 18th. Relievers, 452 ERA. That's 25th. Last year, Dodgers across the board, elite numbers. A 287 ERA. That was second best in this show. A 205 opponents batting average. That was first. So this is very uncharacteristic of this franchise that's been built on elite pitching. 
But what's happened to start this year? Julio Urias, their opening day starter, he hasn't looked like the Urias. He hasn't looked like the guy that was priming himself for a 200 to $300 million payday, something in that range. Clayton Kershaw, last three starts, he hasn't looked like Kersh. Dustin May, he was emerging. He goes down with an injury. Tony Gonson, he starts the season on the IL. He's looked solid in his return. You don't get any Ryan Pepio do the oblique. Michael Grove, you lose him. And then you get the emergence of Bobby Miller and the start of Gavin Stone. So you haven't had that consistency that we've seen in years past. And I think that's a concern. But I think the other way to look at it is if you figure that out, I like the offense of the 2023 Dodgers, especially if you throw me in the postseason, better than I like the one from last season. I could not agree with that more. It was a bland offense, a um, bunch of boring dudes. And it was a team that really did live on, on a phenomenal pitching staff. So agree with it. Yeah, and look, I mean, look, last year, a, a 119 weighted runs created plus for the Dodgers lineup, 212 home runs. That was 1.3 home runs per game, a 775 OPS. You compare that to these Dodgers, they have a better OPS so far at 781. That's fourth in the league. They've hit 90 home runs so far. That's second at 1.6 home runs per game. Also an 841 OPS with runners in scoring position. That's one of the best in the league. And I think, too, J.D. Martinez over Justin Turner. I think Freddie Freeman is still elite. Just about to bring that up. And I think Freddie Freeman is more comfortable this year, too. And I think that he's in a great position. I think you are getting peak Will Smith at this point. I think Max Muncy, he's had his downs. Yes, he just came off a a two for his last 25 with runners in scoring position. But that's Max Muncy for you. He's going to go have his slumps, but he gets out of them. He's proven that in the past. He is... Night, he's a night and day better than last season. Chris Taylor, yeah, Chris Taylor is hovering right around the league average, but even the power numbers are already significantly better for him. He's already close to 10 home runs. He had 10 home runs all of last season. I think really what it hinges on is, one, do they add one more bat that can mash against lefties? I think they will. Two, they have the spot for it. They have the spot for it, like you said. And then, two, will the rookies continue to make progress? Will James Altman get out of this cold streak and look like the guy he looked like for the first month of the season. And will Miguel Vargas you know, be the best hitter since you know, Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds? I mean, Tony Gwynn combined. You're trying one. to will this so no, much I, into okay. reality, You know, I love bro. my Miggy Vargas, but I'm just saying, I, I do like this offense better. I think, too, David Peralta. I mean, that's a veteran bat coming off the bench. I mean, that's a guy that he can get his bat on the yeah. ball in key situations. Jason Hayward, he's hitting the ball hard. I think his veteran presence above all definitely is his contribution and the elite defense that he provides. So I definitely think this team has the makings of being a better postseason lineup because what happened in the postseason when you the top three had their struggles and then the rest of the lineup was consisting of hitters that were under 200. And yes, we see that up and down this lineup at certain times, but I still think that top to bottom there, they're more loaded than they were last season. Yeah, I like a couple of the comments here, and we know we got some stuff loaded up. But Anthony Keene, I really, really just feel this comment. Uh, this is last year's team felt like my work office. Everyone plays well enough with each other, uh, but no one's kicking it after we get off work. That's pretty good. You know, if we hadn't really already good. given out two Hornitos shot takers of the game, I'd give that one one. And I'm going to do it either way. Hornitos shot taker of the day. And then again, have a day chat. DKM saying JD, probably one of the best guys to have on this team. Uh, we just talked earlier. Like I said, we have uh, we have a round table coming out later this week. We talked a lot about the addition of JD Martinez, but uh, you, you really cannot uh, overstate or undersell. I don't know. You can't say enough about the addition of that guy to the lineup, man. It, it's been, uh, it's been great what he's doing and 
you know, ever since he moved into that that four hole, he's really gone off. So to have a slugger be your cleanup guy, you know what they say. I say it all the time. If you want the dub, you got to slug. Exactly. Yeah, if you want I the dub, you got to slug. <laughs> hey, you win more than 80% of your games when you out slug your opponent. But, yeah, also, you win too. 100% of the games, and, you score more. <laughs> exactly. 42% of all statistics are made up. But, yeah, no, I mean, look, the reality of this is that, yeah, I mean, this team also, on top of just making these key acquisitions, is you're getting them at the right time. You're getting a J.D. Martinez that's on a one-year deal that has every incentive to go out there and perform, and he's done just that. You're getting a Jason Hayward that's trying to get his career back on track. And I think, too, top five of this lineup, I think they're really out there to mash in. Yeah, I love that from my man, Anthony Keene. It does kind of feel like that this team, the chemistry overall, it's just kind of a, a group that... I feel like the pressure of last year too. I mean, not they don't have that same amount of expectations as you did last year, and they're just going out there and they're winning ball games. Yeah, that's that, that, I hear when you win ball games, you're gonna do uh, you're gonna do better. What you got for me, Chief? So I actually had the same one that you brought up about the workplace. Oh, but yeah. Also, real quick, just want to ask you guys because I know you guys are talking about some potential trades and also looking at the pitching stuff. A lot of comments I see, they're talking about the rumors about Blake Snell possibly being moved from the Padres. How do you Oof. guys feel about that? Uh, that's that's a no for me. I don't like Snellzilla. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I just don't think, one, they deal with the Dodgers in any capacity, really, especially for a guy that has had his moments, especially in the postseason. But, two, yeah, he's a guy that when he's on, he's really on. He's killing the game. But when he's off, this guy definitely struggles with command, and he struggles to get deep into games. But, yeah, I mean, I just don't see the Padres moving off Snellzilla. I mean, if you look at his contract, he's going to be gone after this season, so he'll be a free agent. So, yeah, if you don't see him as a part of your future, maybe you try to get some assets for him. But, yeah, unless they're going to replace him with another starter that they feel good about, I just don't I just don't see that. But I don't see him as a fizz on the Dodgers, that's for sure. I mean, you can have Snell. I mean, I think if you're going to go out there, yeah, I think you're going to get another right-handed pitcher and another guy that uh, – that you think can 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 be almost a lock to have some success in the postseason. It's also like after all the headlines and all the all the malarkey, like for the Padres to punt already. What what's going on in that San Diego clubhouse, man? Like I, I hear they're at each other's throats already. Like it, it's it's real bad, falling apart. Manny Machado not being a leader anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think he was exactly. like, I got my contract. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to worry about ish anymore. I'm glad I'm not the Padres. No, for sure. But anyways, back to uh, third one third season update. I I, I do want to bring up uh, going back a little bit some of our preseason predictions, and we'll 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 forgive Doug for saying Ryan Pepio was going to be the rookie of the year. Had to get that in there for Noah uh, for Noah. I made but like three picks. You, oh <laughs> he's mad. He's mad. He's your. Bitch. He wasn't my official one. I just um, told him that during the interview. You know, you you already gave us the props on on uh, the D backs doing so well, but. A few of us here in the office are uh, dead wrong, thankfully, about the Padres. I mean, there's still a lot of season left, but about the Padres being the uh, uh, the the talk of the town in the NL West. I guess they are the kind of talk of the town because they've been they've been booty and not in a fun way. They've been they've been real ass, like streaky bum. I don't even know what that means. They're they're not good at, at, at their jobs, is what I'm trying to say here, kids. Would you say they're selling? <laughs> Apparently, they're yeah. trying to trade away Blake Snell. They're trying to sell the team. Yeah. No, but uh, it's the Padres, man. I mean, I we've yeah. seen it with them before. Yeah. In 21, when they 21, when they went all in uh, or yeah. if they 15, they went all yeah. in. They were bad. In 21, they they tried to build off that 20 team and went out and, and put together a 78 win season or whatever it was. When 
instead of just building on what they have, they try to take it like three steps further. I don't know if that's that's the AJ Preller disease. If you want to go out each season and keep trying to win headlines, you do you. But we're just going to keep doing what we do, um, having a good time. Yeah, I mean that's First the thing place. with the Padres team. And I, if you're the Padres, you probably look at it and say, "Hey, you still won 89 games. You made it to the NLCS last year, so you're just trying to get hot at the right time." There's still a lot of baseball to be played. But hey, I mean, I don't understand why more baseball experts, quote unquote, out there didn't see the flaws that they have. They didn't have a true number one starter. They didn't have a lot of depth towards the bottom third of their lineup and their bullpen, especially with losing guys to injury, Suarez and guys like that. They really haven't been the same team that they were. And yeah, I definitely think that this Padres team, they didn't handle the pressure well and they didn't expect i mean you would i still think they're going to go on a run i still think that they're not going to absolutely tank i mean you saw if you look at all the nba predictions this year who did everyone predict in the west that would win it it'd be the clippers clippers didn't get close they're basically the clippers of baseball right now and would considering all the hype that they have they haven't really delivered damn throwing out shots oh i don't mean that in a bad way i was messing around um i know you had you had a comment directed to you yep. mr noel all right, DCAM said DJ producer or whatever your name is. <laughs> Ask DMAC if he could dance. So, first, that's the first question. Can you dance? Can I dance like for you? Like, I mean, maybe for like a well, $100 yeah, super yeah, chat. It really is. <laughs> it really is. All right, you heard, you heard that no, DCAM $100. No. The, the question is like, can you dance or, and will you dance? Those are two different things. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends how many hornitos I get. If I take like seven shots of hornitos. All right, that was I'm like Fred Astaire out there, Michael Jackson. I can't okay. moonwalk, though. I will say that. All right, My moonwalk's walk. on point. Gritty's getting better. Then think about Dodger Stadium making a costume of DMAC just to evolve to the other teams. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Whoa. So you're um, you're a, an action figure now, I guess? I guess so. <laughs> I don't even understand what that even means. We can't get, yeah, we can't even get hats yet. So we're not yeah. going to get a yeah. we're not gonna get And stand. I think Clint might need bobbleheads too. Uh, a game edge yeah. gets you on this one, but anyway, um, third update season. What other things did you want to bring up? Chemo uh, Sabe. I just wanted to bring up the the whole Padres thing and 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 that kind of Dodgers being a lot better than we anticipated. Yeah, but I mean they have been. Go. I mean I I think that at this point we have a, a large enough sample size to see that this team and the Padres they're very different in a lot of different ways. I still think the Padres have that internal belief that they can go on a run and hopefully peak at the right time. I still think they are a dangerous team, but also think too they don't have the currency, the prospect capital to go out there. I mean, they still have to pay off that credit card debt, right? They've maxed <laughs> out their credit cards down in San Diego, and they don't have answers at this point. And when you go all in with the group of guys they've gone all, all in on, you're going to have to see those results early on. They have had a tough schedule early on. I mean, they just lost two or three from the Yankees. So definitely their schedule is going to let up a little bit. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I pointed directly at that starting rotation. I pointed directly at that bullpen. That's why I didn't believe it. I was... I was yelling. I mean, what did everyone see out there? I mean, just saw, you just saw smoke. I saw smoke. I will say though, the Dodgers. I mean, I predicted they'd win the division and they'd they'd win ninety seven games. And at this moment, they're on pace to win ninety seven games. So hopefully, uh, okay, 
we go. Hopefully they win. He's going to tweet that after the show, guys. Hopefully they win 97 games. But no, look, the reality is the Dodgers aren't concerned about the Padres. The Dodgers are looking at the prize, the big picture. The Padres, they won their World Series last year, and they're probably content <laughs> for the next decade or so. The Dodgers know there's work to be done. And look, the reality, too, you're not playing them as much this season. You don't see them until August 4th. It's just about going out there and taking care of business and doing what you can do. And I just think, too, it was never going to come down to the Dodgers and the Padres in the National League if the Dodgers are playing their best baseball. It was always going to be a team like the Atlanta Braves or a team like that that presents problems from a starting pitcher and a bullpen perspective. So, yeah, you love to see it. And, look, it just that's just how it is in the NOS. It's the Dodgers and the rest in the NOS. It always has been. Darn tootin'. Yeah, that was that was. I don't have my comments today, so I don't even know. I can't even read these. I thought we fixed the comments. I, I don't for know. You. It, like it kept, it stopped or something. I'm, but yeah, I'm like try pushing refresh. Yeah, here, let me try to press refresh. God. This guy, this guy. Anyways, uh, anyway, we should we should move on. This is as usual being a longer show, but uh, third third season update or, or thoughts uh, to to wrap it up. Dodgers better. That's all I got. Dodgers better. That's all I got. Dodgers all right, let's look ahead. We got two more. Catman's on the bump today. You got two more with the Nats. But I really want to look ahead at this uh, Dodgers-Yankees series. I will be out of town this weekend, so uh, I won't be here for a Blue Heaven Friday. I don't know what y'all are going to do in here, but if you try to host my show, I will kill you. <laughs> um, just messing around. Whatever you guys want to do, don't touch my show. Anyways, Let's look at this Yankee series. As of right now, your Dodgers are 33 and 22. The Yankees are 33 and 23. They're going to play each other for three games. Historic matchup uh, from the Brooklyn Burrows or from the Burrows of New York. Um, and it looks like we could have some really, really good matchups, uh, uh, pitching matchups uh, lining up on the table for us because it, I would imagine Clayton Kershaw is going to start on Friday. And if the, the Yankee rotation stays in order, we're going to have a Kershaw Garrett Cole Friday night at Dodger Stadium, which is going to be a fun time. You got uh, Saturday, a Fox game. Uh, Michael Grove will be the guy who's going to get that start. He will be activated. Probably Justin Brule being optioned to AAA again because he's been a little rough over his last few outings. And I, I, I think it might be Domingo uh, Herman. Pitching that game, not 100% sure. I thought he was suspended. I don't know, but I think he just pitched a couple days ago. And then uh, Bobby Miller going up against, I believe it's going to be Na Nasty Nestor. And that's going to be fun to watch that on, on ESPN. But um, what are you looking forward to in that Dodgers-Yankees series? I think for me, I'm looking forward to that World Series atmosphere, really. I mean, anytime the Yankees and the Dodgers face off, the history's there, the rich tradition. Look, Dodger fans think they're going through a slump now. They think they're going through a drought now. The Brooklyn Dodgers lost six <laughs> times to this Yankees team before they beat them in 1955. So a lot of history between these two teams. And also, I think it's good to see the Yankees heading into this matchup, having some momentum. They were going through struggles for a while, and that's a very, very difficult division that they play in in the AL East. You look at the win total, they'd be right at the top of the National League. And yeah, there's going to be a very potent lineup to try to navigate. And I think the number one thing I'm looking for, and he's definitely been a topic of conversation, the headliner of the show is Bobby Miller on national TV, Sunday night baseball, because to me, that feels like a coming like out party. This. Exactly. That is when a star is born. That is Miller mania after that. If he takes care of that Yankees lineup. And I think he has a lot to gain Then Saturday, of course, you're on Fox. So it's going to be a very electric atmosphere. And look, I just don't want to see him too. By the way, remember in 2019, they were those players only 
black and white. It looked like Spy versus terrible. Spy. Yeah. Hated those uniforms. So give us give us the classics. Give I us need the, the classics. I was so mad. I bought that tickets to that game, my own money, my hard-earned money. And I did, I didn't get to see the the true Dodger whites real, in the in the gray Yankees. Real I, mad. I was upset about that. I really was. I, I had the worst seats in the house too, but um, but yeah, no, it was uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's mad, mad. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, but I think Luke, no, I would be mad. Those 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 uh, those unis were ass, and I think even um, didn't didn't uh, Jock Peterson complain about those those? Uh, he was hating on him. Yeah, it was just yeah. like it's like somebody just spilled cream cheese somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It looked like spy versus spy. I'm telling you, it was like all cream it was like cheese. storm sour cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very stormtrooper vibe. Yeah. From the Dodgers, the all white ones, the blacks were nice. They look like a little the icy. They were icy, were but yeah, I mean. But give us the naturals. That's what we yeah. want. It's Dodger Stadium. It's histor historic matchup again. Um, Yankees are trying to get uh, healthy. They're trying to get hot. Of course, they already have Aaron Judge, uh, that some call the second best player in baseball. He just hit what is like 16th homer or whatever, robbed a homer. He's he's doing Aaron Judge things. Arson Judge, if you're nasty, uh, they're trying to get back. Uh, old man Josh Donaldson, get off my lawn, Donaldson. Um, a lot of history between the Dodgers and Donaldson over the year. Not too, too, too much, you know, but uh, he's, he still played them a lot. And uh, I believe uh, old hometown kid, back in my day, Mike, now Giancarlo Stanton, trying to get healthy for that series as well. The permanently uh, injured Stanton. A lot of things lining up to make this a, a very exciting series, um, and and the fact that it's going to be national, we don't we don't they're not, we're not going to have to hear about the Padres too much. I mean, we know ESPN is going to bring it up. That's what they're going to do. That's just what they do. They have their little graphics package ready of the awkward artwork and whatever. Shout out to ESPN people, but it's going to be a fun series, man. It's going to be uh, exciting, and I'm not going to see that much of it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you will. Yeah, I'll be drinking in the mountain. Oh, you're drinking in the mountain. That's right. But you still you get cable there, right? Yes, yeah. I get cable. If you, if you FaceTime, if you FaceTime me, I can point out my screen. I'll I'll, help, I'll right, find a way to get you to watch the game. You. But yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to see star power. I mean, Aaron Judge, Real nice fella. He's been hot of late. Went three for four yesterday against the Mariners. This Yankees lineup. Anytime, anytime these two teams face off, there really truly is a different feel and atmosphere at Dodger Stadium. And I think too. I mean, that was my. World Series prediction, Dodgers versus the Yankees. So yeah. I'm hoping that hopefully this is a World Series preview. And really the big key, though, is this is going to be a big test for starting pitching. This is going to be a big test for the bullpen. I'm confident. And Luis Severino, it's only made two starts this season, but he's looked really good. I mean, his last start, he looked really good. We'll see. Nasty Nestor, as you mentioned. Oh, I really hope that. I really hope it is. a good time. Uh, Guys, drop your predictions. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the outcome of that three-game series is going to look like? We want to read those, and then we'll get out of here. Another guy who will be part of that. He hasn't had the best start to the season. Um, Anthony Volpe, their 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 uh, heralded top prospect shortstop, half Filipino. How many how many steals is he going to get though against the Dodgers? He's going to get on base like five times and still have like eighteen stolen bases against. He the already Dodgers. has like four stolen bases yeah. against the Dodgers right now. I mean, he's already <laughs> yeah that dude, stolen that, home. That kid has got some freaking wheels. Um, he only has uh, what, he has thirty eight hits and thirteen stolen bases as it is. But um, what else I going to say? Oh, future uh, longtime future Dodger, according to us uh, from the offseason, Isaiah kind of Isaiah Kiner Falafa going to be in town. A good two hits last night. Yeah, we don't I know. Ho ho I hope uh, Rizzo's back because he decided to get in a fight with uh, Tatis's hip. 
the other day and then get mad at him because he, he blocked the first base. That was a that was a really dumb play. But hey, let's find some comments here. Uh, hey, Joe Mama's in the stream and Joe what Mama up, Joe says Mama? it's gonna be a uh, gonna be a sweep. Um, Justin Kim is uh, talking about the series now. Says let's go Dodgers beat the the beat the Nationals, which is you know you gotta kind of beat the the teams you're playing right now. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? I know this guy doesn't have. No, I got some. I got. I'm back. Oh, I'm back. Him. I'm back. All right. He has his chats. Uh, we got. Uh, can we get Kimbrel back? Ha ha ha. Crumb. Hey, how about no? I mean, Bruh. he's like eight ERA this month. But we got Dcam going for a sweep. We got Craig Osterberg. Yes. Okay. I think it's a cyborg conversation about the NBA. We got Elijah Cruz. <laughs> Dodgers sweep Yankees. We got uh, D. Well, love Mexican food. Me too. It's my favorite. We got Joe Mama. A little late, but always good to see you, fellas. Okay. We got. To, oh, this is very bold. This is very bold. If this happens, if this happens, I will do a shoey full of Miller no. Light. Uh, if this, Clint, if this happens, I'm doing a shoey full of Miller Light. You this can is just take a shot. Be a be a grown up. You don't. No, need I'm, to do I'm a talking shoey. about. I'm doing shoey and with sticky socks man. in them. You're a grown man. My Jordans, whatever. But this says Miller Perfect Game Sunday. Right. Let's go. A perfect I'm, game okay, for mind. a perfect you're, game. You're fine. You're fine. Twenty fourth. Right. I will allow it. It is legally sanctioned. You can do a shoey if we got a no no or a perfect. Only a perfect game. Yeah. Not just a not just a no hitter. I'm gonna do a shoey. Don't with, you don't you do it. Don't, God, DKM said, uh, "Hey, DMac, I have my carne asada fries. What's next? What's going on with here with the uh, the carne? That's what we have on the post game show when they give me their uh, their hard earned super chat money. I usually use it on carne asada fries. I put it towards Shohei's contract. I have a big, big piggy bank, and we give to Friedman one of these days of all yeah. the super chat money. We got uh, uh, is Josiah Gray active for Nats? That's from Bundon. Yes, he's not pitching. He's in the not. Series, though. That's a good example about how talk about Gavin Stone." Someone who didn't have it right away, but he started to really good point. make some strides in the right direction. So don't give up on these guys, especially pitchers. It takes time. Pitching at this level is just a whole nother animal, and you're going to have your struggles at times. But we got to, I like this one from Mosquito Juice. We actually kind of talked about this the other day. Millers are DeGrom. I'm big on this. That's from Mosquito Juice. I think the difference, though, between DeGrom, yeah, you see the velocity, the slider, but DeGrom, he's the DeGrom-mater, right? He is going to dominate you. And, yeah, if you could reach the heights of Jacob DeGrom, you would feel great about that for Bobby Miller. But I think Bobby Miller is a little different in the sense that he's he healthy. is willing. <laughs> he's healthy. He's, he's he has pitching. a functioning arm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> also, he's willing to pitch to contact and and kind of go with a, a deeper pitch mix there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the DeGrom-mater, it's one of the sad stories. Man. You did, you give, uh, did you give your Yankees prediction? Yeah, I'm going to go two out of three. I think two out of three. I feel good about that. I think lose the Grove start. The Grove start I'm a little concerned about, even though he went five and a third scoreless, had seven punch outs in his last outing. But that lineup, they're very difficult to navigate. They had a lot of firepower. We saw when they came to L.A. a few years ago, they did damage, especially in that Friday game. So I'm taking two out of three. I think you're going to get some close games. I think every game is going to be a close game. I think you're going to be tight games. I think Bobby Miller, I'm just going to go out there. I think Bobby Miller goes six i think i think six strong you know i got i got the bobby miller uh uh one of the, the five innings five strikeouts for his debut i'm gonna go six innings for bobby miller i'm gonna go six yeah. strikeouts six six innings six strikeouts but i think that he starts the process of becoming a household name there against the yankees i think yeah, it's a big game for bobby miller i'll be shows back. out on a big stage i'll be back home by then drunk from a mountain burnt i'm gonna watch bobby betta bobby betta yanks on espen PC uh, said agreed, would like to sweep the, the Yanks, but unlikely. Tina Guzman says uh, two out of three is what she's hoping. 
Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm in honor of DJ producer Noel. I'm gonna be the white pill. I'm gonna say we got a sweep. Sweep. We got a sweep. I think Clayton Kershaw is 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 gonna be pissed after his his bad May. Did not have a good May. He had a lot of things going on. He's gonna have an extra day of rest. Clayton Kershaw. I think two days of rest if they if well if he's pitching on Tuesday or on. on uh, Saturday, it'll be two for sure. Sweep the Yankees, baby. Sweep the Yankees. That's what we do. Just like in 1963 when we swept them. Last time World Series, been one at Dodger Stadium. It felt like yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Beating down. uh, Never mind. All right, player of the series. Player of the series for the Dodgers offensively. Fredward Freeman is going to do that thing he does where he just keeps on hitting. And also, a big thing, an important thing about this series is that it's happening in the start of June. And I'm 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 calling it. This you guys get the early preview here of of the upcoming roundtable. I'm calling it break uh, comeback month for James Outman. Oh, there June. we go. He's he's done with May. He's got that out of the way. And J- not June gloom, June boom, June boom. <laughs> he's gonna steal. This guy's gonna steal that. hundred percent. I'll use my own lines. No more James <laughs> Droughtman. No more James Droughtman. <laughs> But yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come back. And uh, if not, uh, then I was wrong. But uh, so I'm hoping for. So I'm giving him the uh, Clint Cure. Cody's in the stream, and he said, "Whoa!" So that's important. That's big. Getting the Clint Cure is big. Yeah, Guaranteed so success. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it still works. You guys might have given it too much, too much uh, importance. But you know, you know what they say: uh, winning Rome Yolo. And you're very selective with it. It's not like you just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you got to feel it. You got to earn it. You got to yeah. buy me dinner first or something like that. <laughs> but um, Elijah says if we sweep them, we have to do a shot live on air. So uh, we will do a shot on Monday if the Dodgers sweep yeah. the Yankees. But guys, I'll, that is. Yeah, I'll about even it. lower. I'll even lower the shoot of Miller time to to if he gets eight strikeouts. Eight just, strikeouts. Just, you just want to do. The I just want this guy to be a star. That's I, that's what it is about. I want him to be a star. You're gonna be a star. I love the star starters, man. Eight strikeouts, six innings, and two, and one runner less. I'll I'll shoot it up for sure. Guys, a croc. Mark, mark all of this in your calendars. Apparently, this is what's going down uh, next Monday on the Blue Heaven live stream. We will be back on a normal, more normal routine. No early games, no holidays. We'll be back on a more normal routine next week. So Monday, Friday, lock it in for justice. Until then, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for this guy surviving the buttons over there. DJ producer Noel killing it, killing the game as always. He brings the noise is what I hear. Uh, get those, get those sound permits ready. All the time. He brings the noise. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. It's the best yes, way sir. to support all of our mouths because that is how many families live. DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on all your, your podcast platforms. Go there. Google us or search us or whatever. Blue Heaven Podcast. You can find us. Leave a review if you can. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit the, hit the bell. So you get the notifications every time we do go live. Leave a like on every video you've ever seen throughout existence of ours. And leave a comment on the videos. It really does help. I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy's DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. We are Dodgers Nation on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Your mom's phone, that is where we're hey. at. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for the super chats. It really does mean a lot to us. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. <laughs> You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.